Hey there, and welcome to the Lick My Lid podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Drake, library professional and smut enthusiast. We love our listeners, so don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can find us on Patreon at Lick My Lit Podcast. See you there. Each episode, we'll have hilarious, provocative discussions about erotic literature, authors, and self-proclaimed sexperts. The goal being to create an open, non-judgmental dialogue surrounding sexuality, fetishes, and romance through the examination of multiple genres of erotica. So, let's slide right in. So Lovely. they go in this cabin, it's got furniture in it, and all the furniture is real this time, and it's beautiful. <laughs> he staged it professionally this time. He did. Oh, and what so, a guy. He's so thoughtful. And so they go in there, and he's just like, I want to melt your heart, my beautiful snow maiden. She's into it and into it, and thinking like, oh my god, he's so hot, and I can't help it. And he is saying these things and I want them so badly to be true. And then she's like, no, we can't do this. I can't do this. You only want tonight and I want forever. (laughs) Wait, make a drink. (laughs) Wait, then he goes, marry me. Oh, no. (laughs) No! <laughs> this is a part of the horror genre. It's literally like, you feel like that that person in the movie theater who's like, stop it! Don't do that! <laughs> Look behind you! Don't run up the stairs! Don't go, don't go down there! <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, come on. Dude, you don't have to throw out the capital M word. You don't have to do that. And he's like, if that's what it takes, I'll do it. I want to marry you. I love you. And then they have beautiful, super hot, all night sex. (laughs) Oh, goody. It's like a reward. Oh, uh, well, um, I'm so glad they were able to consummate their really, really toxic relationship. They sure did. Oh, God. Ooh, so they did that. And then they go back to the, they go back up to the main house and everybody's happy and having delicious breakfast and tittering about you know the horse coming back and them not coming back with it (laughs) and everybody's just delighted and then she goes off put on a sweater or something and she hears devlin talking on the phone and he she knows he's speaking to his manager but the words don't make sense he said of course i'm not going to marry her what all right so we're not getting the 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 really bad cheesy awful terrible unpredictable fake romance fairy tale ending okay it's the middle of the book 
<laughs> oh my god, we're only in the middle? <laughs> oh my god, how much more abuse does this poor woman need to endure? This whole thing is nothing but red flags. And she's like, damn it, I love him now. Dude, this book has more red flags than a ski tournament. Just left and right and left and right. He gets so mad. And a bunch of times she says, you know, totally out of nowhere, he is angry. Just uh, apropos of nothing. Zero to 60. So it's totally unpredictable. And then on top of that she will say something that you know doesn't mean anything she's not trying to provoke him and he will still get that angry and then afterward it'll go away as quickly as it showed up homeboy needs some prescriptions (laughs) this man needs to be medicated the anger thing is really problematic and the way he expresses it it's very much unhealthy it's super unhealthy and like I, I don't know if the author's intention so far was to make aggression come out as more like passion and intimacy, like on a darker spectrum than it actually is coming out because that in some way aggression, and I mean like non-violent sexual aggression can be hot. That can absolutely be a thing for people to be into. And I think that's one thing, but so far I'm not getting those vibes from these characters in the slightest. I'm getting the vibes that he's just a hardcore sociopath and his intention is solely aggression. There's no passion behind it. I don't think of him as someone who is particularly emotionally unique like a sociopath i think of him as someone who has severe anger issues and trust issues that they have not worked through and so they're coming out as defensive yeah i i just the manipulative aspect here is it's criminal at this point to one make her presume that she is trapped in a cabin with him and really psych it's a movie set it's all (laughs) fake and then two to like emotionally manipulate her into having sex with him and then being like damn it baby i love you hop in the sleigh ride we're gonna we're gonna get married after we consummate this anger love now hearing that he's on the phone with his manager like of course i'm not gonna marry her it's like oh you are like the most manipulative kind of asshole Which is why I think I go into, like, awful, terrible, human evil. So, okay. So, after this exchange, she leaves. Goodbyes the shit out of it. Gone. And so, she gets back and basically writes this article, this expose about him, which was the whole point of the trip, right? She's writing this sort of intimate piece about Devlin Page. And so she writes this absolute condemnation of him as a person. Like just this really damning situation. And her editor, when she gives it to her, like is like, um, are you sure (laughs) about this? I am gonna have to dial it back a little bit, but I will leave the intent as is if if you mean it. And Rain is like, publish it, run it. Yes, yes, queen. Send it to print. Okay, okay. So it comes out, and 
then after a while, the movie premiere is about to happen. This, you know, the movie and he's written this, this beautiful music and all this. Right. Shining 2.0. Patricia calls her and says like, please come to the premiere. Devlin is not coming to the premiere. So don't worry about it. You have no excuse. And I'm so sorry that you left, you know, under the circumstances you left. And I want to make sure that it wasn't my fault. And I, I didn't mean to play matchmaker and have it in so poorly and i'm so sorry and she's a really nice opera star and so she says come to the thing she goes thinking all right fine i'll go he's not going to be there that's fine so surprise guess what happened (laughs) so uh he turns up at the party he picks her up like a sack of potatoes or a caveman type throwing her over his shoulder oh picks her up middle of the party picks her up takes her to a hotel room down the hall and almost rapes her um okay throws her down on the bed gets on top of her is in the act of sexual assault and then she finally gets him to stop and he rolls over and says something along the lines of i never want to see you again and then she leaves okay and goes straight to the police station because you think right you you would hope right you would you would expect in in an ideal world in which power didn't prevail 99 percent of the time so she does not seek the aid of the police uh instead she just basically says that's all i can do I have told him that I didn't mean for the article to be so bad and I will never see him again. A while later, her boss says, hey, he's doing his last rock concert show and I need for you to cover it. Inappropriate, bad boss, bad boss. Yeah. (laughs) Really bad boss. Thanks for joining us for part four of our Winter Lady series. Join us for part five and see how it all comes together. In the meantime, I'm madly in love with you and happy holidays.